Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey there, welcome back to the show. This week's episode features Giorgios Satis. He's the co-founder of Nutrafol. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's really interesting. We start off with an unusual topic. And if you missed last week's episode, it featured Dania Klein. She's a VP Brand Relations at Preenme. I hope you enjoy the shows. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Where Brains Meet Beauty. I am sitting with Giorgio Settis. Did I pronounce it well enough? Fantastic. Okay, super. You I are give the, you credit. <laughs> I've been practicing. You are the co-founder of Nutrafol. Welcome yes. to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's super cool to sit with you. Um, let's start off with a simple question. How will yeah. you spend your time today? This morning, right? Um, this morning, I always, I always do my morning rituals. I uh, make sure that I drink at least 30 ounces of water to have, I, I call it my, my inner bath, to at least clean, clean myself from, uh, from within um, after a, a beautiful night of sleep. And um, then I'm drinking my, um, my, uh, my, my smoothie with my uh, herbs and my uh, nutritional supplement in, in the morning. And that's what I love to do. And then a little bit of a workout before, uh, before I really dive into uh, uh, work and uh, conquering the world. <laughs> what time do you usually wake up? Around seven. Mm-hmm. Seven, sometimes six, depending on what time I went to bed. But yeah, and, it's, it's um, important to wake up in the morning, for me at least. When you um, start the day with 30 ounces of water, is it cold water, warm water, room temperature water? It's, um, I don't have the machine yet, but I'm, uh, I actually ordered an um, a alkaline water filtering machine that I uh, researched that, um, that I'm actually very excited about, which is changing the alkaline um, of, of the actual water. It also uh, increases the antioxidants uh, within the water as well. So um, typically it's just room temperature water. Um, the New York water is quite, uh, quite good. It's, it's, it's definitely not as, uh, as polluted as some different uh, places in the world and even in this, uh, in this country. So we've got good water here, so we don't necessarily need a, um, a, um, a, um, an extensive filter, filter system. But um, typically I drink it at room temperature. I'm looking forward to my new machine because that's, uh, that's definitely going to um, provide me with uh, better water to completely hydrate my, my body in the morning, which I'm very excited about. And are you someone who like needs sleep or are you sort of uh, like a I think, 24 hours? I, I think sleep is absolutely necessary. I, I hear it from, from so many people sometimes, even CEOs running other companies and a lot of people just running on fumes. I think sleep is incredibly important. Um, there's, just, there's so much scientific studies and uh, things that have proven that lack of sleep is, is, is almost um, comparable to being drunk, right? Um, I cannot operate at three hours, four hours sleep. I, I used to, but I can definitely not do it anymore. I, I need my at least seven to eight hours. Make sure that uh, uh, there's nothing better than a beautiful night of sleep, in my opinion. Yes, um, I, am, I crave sleep. Yeah. I shut down, you know, like my brain stops working. Yeah, and, and a lot of people want to work a lot and, and outwork and out, uh, out, outperform others, right? But I believe in working smart. Um, and if you work smart, um, and especially when you have, uh, when, when, when you have uh, enough sleep, you can, you can work smart during the day and uh, be incredibly, uh, incredibly effective not, and productive at the same time. So um, we're going to start this pod off um, by talking about something we haven't on the pod before, which is sex drive. 
right? So um, this will be a first. It's my, fa- my favorite topic. <laughs> this will be a first for our podcast. Um, so why why do your customers care about sex drive? Like, what? Why are we talking about this today? Well, we're talking about this today because um, we. Um, so I, I personally suffered from uh, from from uh, decreased libido and. Uh, even at a certain moment, um, um, uh, sexual dysfunction. And that was due to some of the drugs that I was taking for uh, my hair health, for hair loss, actually. So I took a drug called finasteride for about uh, nine to ten years to, to prevent hair loss. And my hair was very important to me, and I took these drugs. I listened to the people in the white coats, and um, I, I took the drug, and what the drug essentially does, it blocks a specific hormone in the body that is indirectly causing hair loss. So it actually blocks an enzyme, um, the alpha reductive enzyme, that actually converts to DHT, which is responsible for hair loss. This is a drug that millions and millions of people take, and unfortunately um, I, I suffered from some of the side effects and one of the known side effects is decreasing libido and sexual dysfunction. There's actual evidence now that it can even cause permanent sexual dysfunction post discontinuation of the drug, which is which is crazy, right? You have to choose between keeping your hair and, 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 and losing your sex drive. So as a young man, that's obviously very, uh, very hard to deal with. It was, uh, now I think um, it becomes, this topic becomes more uh, acceptable and people are a little bit more open about it. But imagine 15 years ago, it was, uh, you cannot talk about this with your family, you can talk about this even with your friends. And um, yeah, having to, to having to make that choice between uh, between hair. I didn't want to lose my hair. I was modeling as well. It was important for me to keep my hair, and um, I made that very conscious choice to take that risk. But uh, I definitely jeopardized my, my health. Mm-hmm. So I think that is uh, that's uh, the reason why we're sitting here. I think um, it's 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 a very important topic to to discuss uh, for men because again there's millions and millions of men that take hair loss drugs and they do jeopardize their health tremendously nobody really knows what it's going to cause long term i don't even know what i did to my body in terms of um, long-term damage Um, doctors um, this is something that has been prescribed by doctors for for years now Um, it's it's an fda approved drug so people I tend to trust it, but uh, there's definitely a lot of question marks that uh, that we have, consumers have. Um, it's it's a very very important topic to at least inform about everything that relates to these drugs and what the real side effects are and the real statistics. So people make uh, so at least people are empowered to, to to make smarter and healthier choices for themselves. What gave you the courage to start talking about it? It wasn't necessarily a choice. Uh, to be honest with you, um, we never started Nutrafol, the product, um, the company, um, to just start a company. Uh, it was about okay, how do you how do you make sure that how, how do you how do you formulate something that's very healthy and effective for you? And after starting the company and um, and, and getting the products out there, I was interviewed by. Um, uh, 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 by Mashable, Mashable.com, and uh, I will never forget that day actually because it was interesting. Because naturally, you you wanna you wanna promote. You, you're proud of your science. You're proud of the products. You're proud of the benefits. And the product was out there already and was performing incredibly well. And naturally, you wanna you wanna talk about uh, what you did and 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 how you did it, right? 
you think that uh, it's it's important to 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 uh, to share that information, and of, obviously it is. But uh, I will never forget the moment because he was actually not interested at all in in what we did and how we did it, and he just simply asked for the why, and uh, that was the moment for me to kind of like speak open about the fact that we created what we did because we were not just me, also my business partner, Roland Peralta. We, we both suffered tremendously from these, uh, from, from these side effects. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily a choice, but it was a moment where um, I, I recognized that there was a need uh, to, to, to share the story, at least for people to know uh, why we're doing what we're doing. And, um, and then it, uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was published that way and it actually went quite viral, which was quite interesting and embarrassing at the same time. But it was very nice to actually see that it, it, the story just resonated with so many people. So many people, it was picked, picked up um, all over the world. Uh, like in a matter of an hour, it was picked up by over 25 outlets, major outlets. And um, it, uh, it definitely resonated with a lot of people, which was very rewarding at the same time. So um, making yourself vulnerable is something mm -hmm. I guess you've really had to face yeah. with this business. Um, what was it like when you had to make yourself vulnerable with your friends and family about this topic? Because obviously, like you know, you, at some point you told them what was going on because this is the purpose of. Well, it's, fun, it's, it's funny because I actually, well, when I when I started Nutrifol the business, I, I owned an engineering company, and obviously that's a, that's a great career. I had licenses, um, and to to give up that business to start. Um, a hair health, hair loss company, obviously I had some explaining to do, <laughs> at least to justify it uh, to, towards my family. But I'm very fortunate because my family is incredibly supportive. And um, they, um, I bootstrapped the whole company from the beginning with, with my own funds and, and my business partner, his, his funds. So obviously that was, um, that was, a, was a great tipping point because obviously I had to explain why I believed this was something that people needed. And that was for me the opportunity to actually share it with my parents and my sister, etc. And it was perceived very, uh, very nicely. Um, but again, I'm fortunate because they continue to support tremendously. They live in Europe, so they're not here in New York. So sometimes they, um, but when the article came out, I, I, I remember sharing it with them. That was obviously quite a, quite disruptive and shocking at the same time because the, the header was quite uh, juicy. Uh, <laughs> what was the headline? I believe I, I don't. The the, the header was uh, in, in in. It was about how uh, Wilhelmina, a fashion model, is sacrificing his sex to to keep his hair. Something mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. these uh, along these lines. So obviously that was um, quite 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 disruptive. But again, I think. I think nobody did it in, in, in this industry, and I'm happy that people are becoming much more vulnerable in general, men and women. And I think being vulnerable is incredibly, incredibly powerful. I think um, I saw recently a friend of mine actually shared the description of being of this vulnerability in general and how it's being described in the dictionary. And uh, that definitely needs to, uh, that description definitely has to change. What is it now? I think it's something quite um, quite negative in a way, mm -hmm. and I think we have to turn it into something very very positive. Right. I, I think being vulnerable is incredibly powerful in general, um, and there's just so much opportunity to to empower people to be vulnerable. 
I just came from a beautiful weekend upstate with uh, 30 spiritual leaders and it was all about vulnerability and you just can see what that actually does to people. Mm -hmm. You create real connections, right? Real connections. And I think that's something that's absolutely, it's starting to decrease due to social media. People are not normally in touch anymore. People don't communicate anymore. People don't even communicate in bars anymore. It's, it's weird mm -hmm. to, to, to go up to somebody and have a, have a spontaneous talk. Right? Where is this world going to? So, I, and and I, I'm 100% sure that's going to be a massive shift in the next few years. Um, it's going to take a while, but I think I think there's an absolute need for for real connections, right? right? And and you can only do that by being vulnerable. Um, the whole reason I started this pod was to be vulnerable because I was Amazing. really tired of pretending that things were easy and running right. my business. And um, I felt very alone in it and felt like, well, I'm the only one suffering through this. Right. right? So the, the minute I actually started talking about how hard it is to do what I'm doing and how, how lonely it is, um, all of a sudden things got easier. Right. Um, and in fact, I can... I saw the moment in my agency business when I was super vulnerable with a potential client and that vulnerability, which just happened by mistake because I was too exhausted to right. keep the charade going, right. um, how it led to like a really deep connection, wow. a really long, meaningful connection with a client. That's amazing. Um, so then I just rode that wave because like, it felt much, so much better, right, than hiding. Right. Yes, you, f you feel better and you're empowering others and you see how other people grow, right? Yeah. It's amazing what you do. Really it, amazing. It does make people uncomfortable, though. Yes, but that's 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 amazing. You have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? That's how you grow. Mm -hmm. I always put myself in uncomfortable situations. Like what else? Everything, everything. Even d throughout the day, I try to challenge myself all the time. Whether it's just approaching somebody random or reaching out to somebody that I wouldn't reach out to or apologizing to somebody that would never expect an apology, right? Or um, speaking in public while um, I'm not super comfortable speaking in public, like all, all of these all of these things or um, taking some massive risks with, with, with the business, right? That, that, that maybe even, even investors would challenge. Mm -hmm. Right, um, putting myself in, in in these positions, or taking, just even going to this ev event upstate, uh, going alone and not knowing anybody, um, with thirty spiritual leaders, it's 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 so incredibly impressive, right? Um, to just be be there and and not knowing really, I like the unknown. In general, I like the unknown. I always like the unknown, but. Keep pushing and setting the bar higher, I think, is, is, is so incredibly important for long-term happiness and fulfillment in general. And uh, that is something I'm, that, that's something that really keeps me at least inspired. So that is, um, these are some of the things that, that I do throughout the day. And I, I really try to make it a habit every day. Every day I want to do something that's slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> and is your co-founder, your partner in the business, is yes. he as comfortable being vulnerable or comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of, of everything that he's done in, in, in the business. We're very, very different. Um, and um, I think that what makes us great. Um, but Roland always has been uh, very open. Uh, he's... he's his, his emotional intelligence is, is, is spot on. Um, I learned a lot from him. And um, yeah, he has a fantastic scientific mind as well, and that's why we're here. But um, 
but yeah, I think at least when it comes to being comfortable with the uncomfortable, I think we're at the same page, which, which I think makes us uh, makes us uh, great. There's great synergy between the two of us. And how do you divide the responsibilities between the two of you? Um, I'm more so he's more so he's the chief uh, innovation and product. So everything related to innovation, every, we do a lot on scientific development. We not. These are not just the two products, uh, the man and the woman's formulation that we have created. Everything that we do is in the name of science. Everything we do has uh, is has nutraceutical science behind it, and um, there's clinical trials involved, human clinical trials. Um, there's a lot of testing that we do, and that is um, he he works very closely with uh, Dr. Kogan, who's um, who's a co-founder as well. And she um, and they basically take the lead everything related to innovation and, and product development. At least that's where it's being inspired, and then the other teams are bringing everything to life. So that is something that they focus on. I personally focus on really um, building the team, long-term vision, um, everything related to fundraising, uh, raising money, uh, dealing um, with investors. We've got a great relationship with investors, uh, which is always important. And of course, um, overseeing and, and building building the team. Uh, you can build an empire and help a tremendous amount of people out there with uh, without a team. Um, I don't believe in, in spreading spreading ourselves too thin, right? So, I think it's very frustrating for people in general when they spread themselves too thin. Uh, employees as well. There needs to be clarity, and I'm there to, to 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 solve problems and provide clarity. That's what I'm good at. I have an engineering background, so give me whatever pr problem you have, and and I will find a way to solve it. That that's my strength. Well, let's talk about your one of your careers before. Yeah. Um, beauty entrepreneur, you were a professional model, mm -hmm. right? Um, how many yes. years did you spend in that business? Uh, over 10 years. Yeah, let me see. Um, started, yes, D definitely 10 years. I started when I was 21. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, that's kind of sort of late for a model, right? Yeah, well, for men, it's 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 okay. For for women, it's uh, yeah. Some women definitely start in there in in their sixteenth and seventeenth, and, and well, that's always tricky, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. always tricky. But yeah, I think for me, it was a good age. I was just very fortunate because I um, I started to model, um, but for me, it was incredibly important to finish my my studies, and that's what I did. That was. Even though I was doing it part-time, I present after my studies, even though they offered me a fantastic job uh, at, a, at a multinational, um, I, I decided to, when I finish my studies, I'm just going to do a year of traveling and I'm going to do the modeling. And um, I, I was fortunate to have a lot of agencies that were representing me all over the world, some top agencies that would book me and I would fly over and, and do jobs and explore new cities. So I gave myself a year to do that full-time. And then after that year, I ended up in New York. I got my green card. I got Wilhelmina models here in New York. And I was very fortunate that my green card um, 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 arrived very soon after. And that's, uh, but it was never really a long-term uh, long play for me. I always wanted to create uh, something great and, and help people and create movements. I like create movements. I know it sounds maybe a bit like a cliche, but I, I'm, I'm driven by that to change conversations and, and again, to, to to, to solve problems and help people out there with whatever problem out there. This is just the beginning, the the, the, the hair health and the hair loss uh, arena, which which I believe needs to be disrupted and we, we're almost there. Um, so, but to answer your question, I, I did it for you. I did it for about 10 years. And, um, but it was never my long-term uh, long vision. Mm -hmm. I, I used it 
to explore the world, to save money, to, um, to meet great people, to be comfortable with the uncomfortable, uh, learn a lot, uh, work on my emotional intelligence. There's a lot of stuff you have to deal with in, in that world. It's a very, very tough world, even though it looks great from the outside. But it's very, very tough to, to survive. Um, but that was, uh, yeah, I, I look back at a fantastic, fantastic journey. And then while I was doing the, um, the modeling here in New York and I got my green card, I was able to start my engineering business. So I went back to school here and got some licenses, got specialized in, in certain things uh, related to structural engineering. And soon after, I was able to start my consulting company and I was so specialized in something that was needed. I don't want to get too technical, but so it allowed me to really grow that business rapidly. Um, when you were a young man modeling, were you experiencing hair loss at that time? Yeah. I was, I would just never forget. There's always this moment where um, you, I, w I was actually studying. I was studying and uh, I was leaning um, in front of my books and I just saw so much hair fall. Really? And, yeah. I mean, you're like reading and this you saw like, hair just fall out. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I just noticed, right? There's always this moment with men, and for women as well, by the way. Um, it's, it's, it's a massive concern for women. And um, there's always this moment where it just hits you, right? And I can show you photos of my dad. He's, he's, he's very, very bold. He, he lost all his hair in his early 20s, the same with my grandfather's. So there was enough evidence that, that I would go through that downward spiral as well. And when I went to a doctor, he confirmed it. We did some tests and, and some et cetera. That's why he put me on the, on, on the drug, because that was the only option uh, back then. But there's always this moment where it kind of hits you. And um, for me, it was that moment. I was, I was just saw so much hair falling the, like in front of my books. And then you started to notice in your pillow. And then when you brush your hair, you started to notice there. And then you're like, OK. Shoot, I have to do something. So you told me a fact that really surprised me, that for um, for a person to notice that they're losing their hair, yeah. they need like 50% hair loss or something like that? Yes, correct. I think it's a very important statistic. You have, you have, you've got a lot of hair follicles, and for you to actually notice that you're thinning, you have to lose at least 50% of your hair, right? And that's when you start actually noticing it. Mm -hmm. um, and that just sort of sounds too late. Is that too late? Well, it's it's when you start to thin, it's not too late because mm -hmm. you obviously you want to keep what you have, and 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 you, even even with the products that we uh, that we that we give to our to, to our to our customers, it's we're not selling magic, right? It's not a, a magic pill. It's it's super effective. It's super healthy. But if hair follicles are not there anymore, or you have a shiny, uh, a shiny, a shiny scalp, and there's, there's just no hair anymore there, it's just incredibly hard to reverse. Mm -hmm. And so, being proactive and being preventative, and really understanding where it's coming from, the concern and the problem. What is the root cause? Is it the inflammation? Is it the stress? Is it the gene hormones? Is it a combination of all? Understanding that and taking a proactive approach is very, very important. How many of your customers are women versus men? That's a good question. Um, it's, uh, I can give you that statistic. It's, it's actually above 75% is actually women, which is very interesting, right? Um, this is, th there's several reasons for that. Um, just, to, just to give you some additional statistics to, to, to shed some light. So there's about 30 million women about in, in the United States alone that suffer from some type of hair loss throughout their 
lives and that could be uh, due to many reasons lifestyle reasons uh, uh, life stages um, and stress related hair loss etc thinning in general and that is so that's 30 million women alone right that that is a massive population and there's about 40 million men that experience hair loss at least by the age of 50 so these are these are pretty big statistics and um, the reason why our women's audience is, is 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 that large there's several reasons for that but we have we're actually selling in, in in dermatology offices. There's thousands of doctors that are selling the products uh, um, there. We've got doctors that and have endorsed the science and stand behind what we do. And some of these dermatologist offices are skewed towards uh, towards um, a woman. So that's one reason. The other reason is we there was a lot of media and press and awards that we won around the woman's product. Um, and so that's another reason why it's, it's skewed to women. So both audiences are, are, um, are similar in, in size, I believe. Um, and, um, but we've been focusing on, on both, both genders, obviously, but it has been skewed because of these reasons. Right. So uh, I would imagine from a cultural perspective, and I'm not a man, so I'm just taking a guess here, that yeah. if I'm a man who's losing my hair, I can just shave it off, right? And that's like a cool look, right? Right. Um, it's relevant. <clears throat> But um, I'm limited as a woman. Yeah. Um, so I have to, maybe I want to get extensions to add fullness, or I want to, yeah. I don't know, wear a lot of hair accessories or something. Um, do the women that um, love your product, do they share their personal stories with you? Yes, absolutely. So what I'm really, really happy about is that like a few years ago, and I'm talking about just five years ago when this was all initiated, just to talk about hair loss, especially in the women's arena, it was, it was, it was, it was taboo. It was obviously it's, 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 it's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's very hard to deal with. And it wasn't really um, a topic of discussion. Now there's a, there's a shift going on and we've been at the forefront of that that it becomes more acceptable to now talk about. But there's, I think, a massive opportunity to to take that even to the next level and make women and men feel incredibly proud about taking control of their hair health in, in a beautiful, healthy way. So, and I'm not talking about taking drugs, I'm not talking about just taking basic vitamins and minerals because unfortunately, just taking biotin is not gonna cut it, right? Um, that's not enough, and that entire industry is not regulated either, so there's a tremendous amount of product out there that just simply doesn't work. So, um, making sure that um, uh, it's been, this whole, this, 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 all of this is being perceived in a different way, and it becomes acceptable, and it's, it's great to talk about, and great to share and being vulnerable and then taking control of it and then and then really seeing tremendous results as a, as a consequence I think these these could be incredible stories so we have a lot of women that share the stories um, because we are changing their lives and the, 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 the stories that we hear are very emotional but it's it's incredible what you hear I hear stories of, of, of women that cannot even walk on the street anymore because they're afraid of the wind because they have um, they are covering uh, certain spots that they don't want to expose mm -hmm. so when it's very windy they they do not want to walk outside to to live this way it's 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 um, it, it's it's not good it's not good and 
if you are able to empower uh, these people and give them the tools to to resolve a situation like this, is it's incredibly rewarding. It's it's something that really really drives us as 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 a company. That's why we're building an entire concierge service around the products. We're not just offering products, but we want to make sure that we are there for our people, for men and for women, to guide them through this, uh, we call it the growth uh, journey, right? Um, and, um, and that is something that, um, that we stand for, that's something that we love doing, and that's what we want to continue to do, because I think that's absolutely needed. Hope that answers your question. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing some of those stories because, yeah. um, you know, allowing people to be vulnerable about it and giving them a yeah. space for it is really important, right? Absolutely. Then we can normalize it. Absolutely. Um, so the last topic I want to Absolutely. talk about because, um, you know, it's not every day that somebody just says, I'm going to invent something new and I'm going to make it work and put it through clinical trials, right? There's yeah. like a lot of heavy lifting here. Yeah. So can you just dive, take us back a few years to the process of when you and your partner actually sat down while you had your other day jobs and said, yeah. let's investigate if we can make something happen? Like, what was the, the idea on the napkin or, you know, what was the, the idea <laughs> in its infancy at that point? I like the napkin idea. <laughs> it didn't start on a napkin, but it started, look, it, it's, this was, for us, it was really fate. Uh, we never uh, went into this like let's just start a business together. It was more about, okay, we've got actually a serious problem here, and let's really try to resolve it because we don't get answers from our doctors. And if you go online, you're gonna get completely confused. And there's so much distrust and so many misconceptions out there. It's just you you can really not find your way. It, it's it's it's. It's incredible what's happening. So, but before this point, there must have been lots of back and forth conversations of, oh, I just learned this. I just learned this. Like, it, someone doesn't just have a problem and all of a sudden decide to start a business. Like, what was yes, the process? Absolutely. So, the process was, I had a problem. I I panicked when I heard that there was actual scientific evidence that the drug that I was on can cause permanent sexual dysfunction post-discontinuation of the drug. So this was your aha moment? This was like, okay, I cannot be mm -hmm. on the drug anymore. Mm -hmm. This is like, and this is some, by the way, a good friend of mine from LA called me up and she knew I was on the drug. Mm -hmm. She's like, did you hear about this study? Because you have to get off this drug. And every single time I was, off, I was going off the drug, my hair started to fall out. Mm. So I was stuck, right? So. What do you do? And Rollin happened to be a very dear friend of mine. I trusted his knowledge. He was um, back then. He was uh, working for a um, for a hair company, um, uh, for a renowned hairstylist, uh, creating products and diving into the science and doing some of the scientific research. Eh? And just coincidentally, my business partner, so Rollin, was suffering from RA, rheumatoid arthritis, and he treated his rheumatoid arthritis by taking some very potent. Um, bioavailable anti-inflammatories to, instead of taking a drug such as Umbrella and some of these other uh, uh, blockbusters out there. And he was able to, to move again. He was, he, was, he was really experiencing some great, great effects for his RA. But one of the things that we noticed, and he noticed, and he mentioned to me and I noticed as well, is that his hair health was changing because he, 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 was, he was balding as well. So his hair health was changing. So that was about, okay, so we're targeting CRP, which is an inflammatory biomarker with these potent anti-inflammatories. Why is his hair health changing? Because if you go into the literature, if you talk to doctors about inflammation, how that implicates and affects 
the hair growth cycle, nobody has an answer to that. So it started with an hypothesis. How does inflammation, and that goes back to problem solving, mm -hmm. right? What is at the root of the problem here? Because we're not trying to just treat the symptoms because that is not going to work. What is at the root of the problem? Hold on, inflammation plays a role. Okay, so what leads to inflammation? What else? So then very quickly you're starting to connect dots by just connecting papers and scientific research out there. And just by using common sense and being, of course, science savvy, but also very important being curious. And of course we're incredibly curious because we're very, very motivated in connecting the dots. So to keep a long story short, inflammation played a role we started to find some, some, some papers for that. Nobody was addressing what is at the root of inflammation and some of the biomarkers and inflammatory cytokines. Then what about stress, right? Everybody knows anecdotally that when we stressed, we sometimes lose our hair. So why is nobody addressing what is at the root of stress? It's the elevated cortisol hormone. Then what about the gene hormone? Right? The gene hormone at the root of that is the DHT. Right? Is there any way to address that naturally? Then when you start to connect all the dots, and not to get too scientific, but you see that free radicals, just aging in general, free radicals leads to oxidative stress, leads to um, inflammation. And then inflammation begets, again, inflammation, and there's this downward spiral. Even elevated cortisol being chronically stressed leads to inflammation. Elevated DHT hormone leads to inflammation. So there's this whole downward spiral that needs to be addressed. So you need a multifactorial approach. All the drugs out there simply address single factors, just one factor. That's why everybody's trying to figure out this magic pill. But there's no such thing as magic because you have to address it internally, you have to address it with an integrative approach, and you have to address it with a multifactorial approach. So. And then the basic vitamins and minerals that are all out there are simply addressing nutrient deficiencies. But we're not losing our hair because we're nutrient deficient. So that was an hypothesis. That's how everything really started. And I, I think, the, and, and this is something I truly believe, there's so many complex problems out there. You, ha you just have to simplify it and use common sense and see if you can connect the dots. And that's always a great starting point. Now, we had this hypothesis, and that's what sparked the conversation, and that's how we started to include some of the doctors out there and some of the scientists that really take that research to the next level. And that's how everything really started. When we saw the light, meaning when we saw that and we got confirmed by the doctors that we're onto something very big here and that it makes scientifically sense, that's when we got excited and said, okay, maybe this is becoming a business because we actually started to formulate the products in, in parallel and we started to test them and we're giving, giving them away to stylists, and which was very, very cool actually because uh, one of our first salons was Juan Tricom in the Plaza Hotel, which is one of the best salons in, in the world, really. <laughs> um, and we started to give the products there to, 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 um, to get feedback. And the feedback was, was tremendous, like beyond expectations. So, of course, when you get that feedback and you get excited and you've got doctors being intrigued, you, 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 um, that's where we kind of um, decided, you know what, maybe uh, maybe we have to turn this into something bigger. And by the way, it, it, just, it was just two products back then, and, and we never knew that it could grow to what it is now. Right. Um, 
but that goes back to always setting the bar higher and always competing with yourself, not with anybody else, right? What is it that we can do better? Can we do more research? Can we optimize the ingredients? Can we optimize the serves around it? What else can we do, et cetera, et cetera? Well, well, thank you for sharing that story with us. I think um, it's important to understand the motivation, that one thing that, like for you, that your friend said to you that said, I need to do something about this. Yes. Well, um, I appreciate your wisdom and our listeners do as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for your uh, line of questioning. Yeah, of course. And for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at We're Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. For listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.